Hello there, and welcome to the Senate. My name is Rachel. I am Justin. And I'm Ryan. Hello. Wave again. We're back. <laughs> waving, it's been a while. Waving, kind of. waving another, at the nothing. Another hiatus. <laughs> uh, a little hiatus. There's, there's a lot of stuff. We're doing these in the middle of summer, guys. People have lives. We're yeah. doing stuff. <laughs> People have lives. People just get mysteriously sick like I did. It's just great. <laughs> It happens, you know. But it wouldn't be Star Wars without hiatuses, so... That's true. I think it works. Good point. Good point. (laughs) If we can go, you know, a few decades without some Star Wars, I think, you know, I think we're on the right track here with little mini breaks. A couple weeks between episodes ain't so bad. (laughs) It's not like the wait um, (laughs) for the (laughs) prequels. And when we sell this podcast to Disney for $100 million, then you guys can get on us. You know how much Yowza merch I could buy with that money? (laughs) (laughs) I think you'd, like, run out of merch, though, right? Oh, I just buy multiples of them. I see. Mm -hmm. So. Because I figure, you know, there's there's probably, like, ten different options for (laughs) Joe Yowza merch. (laughs) I, and so, I think with that money, we gotta like hire a costume designer or a prop designer to just make us a life-size Joe Yowza. Mm. I would love a Joe Yowza animatronic. Yeah, that's true. You might spend the the whole hundred million dollars in making well, wouldn't, that wouldn't animatronic. Like a, well, think like you know, practically, you know, repurpose an old Chuck E. Cheese mm. animatronic. Okay. Somehow Save it got money. more cursed than yeah. it already was going to be. I'm Chucky thinking Yowza. like, yeah, you do the entire band, the Max Rebu experience, and it's got to be kind of like the Tickle Me Elmos or those type of things, like when you used to walk down the aisle and like when it senses you go by, it starts playing. So mm-hmm. every that, time you like enter yeah. your room, it's in the corner. The Joe, Joe Yao's experience is there to just go. Yeah. Well, what's what's funny is that there's a restaurant. I'm gonna look up so I don't get the name of it wrong because I, I I will I will get roasted if I get is the name the, of this the wrong. Forest one? No, no, no. It's in Tomorrowland at Disney World, and it's one of my favorite restaurants at Disney. I don't know why. I just love it. And let's see. It's Cosmic Ray's Starlight Cafe is the name of this restaurant. Okay, and okay. Cosmic Ray is basically Yojo Bacaujo Man, where you know he just he is an animatronic let me see if i can find him and he just sits there he's so cursed i'm trying to find a photo if you guys google cosmic ray starlight cafe um, and just r-a-y um here let's see oh it's uh High energy protons and atomic nuclei. That's not what I want. Yes. No. <laughs> His name is, I believe, Sunny Eclipse. And he is a cursed animatronic that just sits there and plays the piano um, while you eat oh, I'm in looking this at restaurant. Him. I'm looking and, at And what um, is this? He makes me uncomfortable. He kind of looks like if, like if Polly from The Sopranos was an alien. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's the the vibe that the, you know, animatronic that you want to build would have, I believe. Yeah. Animatronics have come such a long way. When I was when I was a kid, I went to the Rainforest Cafe in uh 
in uh, Niagara Falls, and the animatronics were so frightening, it made me want them to destroy the Amazon faster. Mm, yes. Like, <laughs> I didn't want these animals to be around. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah now, now, now that we got the creepy Hondo Onaka um, animatronic <laughs> at Disney that I love to death. but That one's he's crazy. A lot, he's a lot less scary, but even more cursed than the, mm-hmm. the animatronics of the past. Totally. Yeah, seeing Cosmic Ray, I'm not having any fun anymore. No. <laughs> Cosmic Ray... <laughs> He's I got like the soulless how to kill eyes. The bit. He's got the he's got the uh, Scorsese yeah. eyebrows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> he's like a he's like an alien. He's like if 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 Polly Walnuts from The Sopranos, Martin Scorsese, and a turtle all were merged into one. Perfect. Yes, so, and he has yeah. bops in his Does space he? cafe. Yeah, he's got some bops. It's he like a like jazzy a, he looks like, like a tax criminal. pops. <laughs> <laughs> What's good. that? There's like this video game that just came out. It's like turn up the the tax evader or something, but it just needs oh, to yeah. be like Cosmic Ray the tax evader, and you just play That's as Cosmic Ray. Oh, yeah, God. his like suit jacket is entirely covered in like solar system stuff. It's very complicated. It's great. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love him. So yeah. <laughs> This is I now just, a Cosmic Ray's Starlight Cafe podcast. I, I would love to see Cosmic. I would love to see Cosmic Ray in like the next iteration of Star Wars. Maybe yes, please. Oh. Luke doesn't like that idea. Does he have a voice? Like, does he talk, or does he just play the piano? Yeah, he had. Oh my god, I'm sorry. Luke is screaming. <laughs> it's okay. Well, I've done that before. Just start barking in the background of someone's recording. Yeah. It's huh. the way to do it. I think that's what they call um, tact or just a classy move in general. Exactly. You know, I keep it classy. <laughs> um, oh. Yes, he does have voice lines. He will, like, talk over his piano playing and Luke? give, like... Yes, Luke, exactly. Okay. <laughs> um, well, speaking, speaking of Luke... Luke Skywalker was in the finale of The Mandalorian <laughs> oh, wow. season two. Good segue. That's I'm a segue. Good there, I segue yeah. better than Paul Blart. <laughs> no. Oh, Where's boy. Luke? Come back, Luke. Start barking. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta drown that out. All oh, Paul Blart. The OG Joe Yowza. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's why I hate it so much. You've cracked the code. <laughs> so yes. yeah, the, the the Mandalorian season two, it got we got a, a season two gallery for the finale. So good. What do we What do we think? What do we thought? Have, has everyone here seen it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. We mentioned. I guess Rachel brought this as a news topic a little a few weeks back when this was announced. Yeah, we had. The first, what was it, seven episodes that were just like an episode of gallery. Yeah. And mm-hmm. everyone was like, why is there only 10 minutes? The first season we got one per episode. And then there's also no mention of Luke Skywalker in this episode. <laughs> yeah. It was coming. It was coming down the line. Instead, we got like a whole movie's worth of behind the scenes for this episode, which I think was so worth great. it. I like cried my eyes out. <laughs> I wasn't yeah. emotionally prepared for this special. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't ready. emotionally prepared to get hit with Plo Koon. 
<laughs> a lot of Plo Koon. A lot of Plo Koon. I don't know what I expected from this special, but it was not how much Plo Koon was in the <laughs> I'm surprised. If you know, if you know anything about like the background of Dave Filoni, you'll know that he's like addicted to Plo Koon. Oh yeah. It was funny seeing like him just up front and center with it too. Just like everyone online knows Plo Koon's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. There's there's two things there's two things Dave Filoni likes, and it's it's Plo Koon and Wolves. Wolves. Yeah. Which is why which is why in the Clone Wars, Plo Koon's clone troopers their symbol is a wolf. Yeah. It's just his whole brand. Well his, well, was... his char- Dave Filoni's character in the Mandalorian is named Trapper Wolf. Trapper, yes. Like th- this man has like an addiction. <laughs> he has a brand and he's sticking to it. <laughs> yeah. He's ready. He's ready for the merchandise of the Plo Koon and his wolf companion. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> box. Well, I mean, there's plenty of Plo Koon figures and like the Wolf Pack 104th figures, so I have yeah. a bunch of them. Nice. But do you have a Trapper Wolf figure? <laughs> okay, don't get me started on the Trapper Wolf figure. They just made one. They just made one. It's an <gasps> awesome figure. It's a Black Series figure, but it's an exclusive really? to a fucking Comic-Con. Oh. Let me look it up. Which means I'm never going to get it because anyone who can get it is going to sell it for like five times yeah, the Yeah, like a billion dollars. Oh my god. I didn't even know that this released. <gasps> yeah. I'm so bitter about this. Hasbro yes. Black Series, stop doing exclusive shit with your best figures. I'm getting sick of it. I know. It was the same with Funko. Like, I remember I yeah. wanted, when I bought Funkos, I really wanted the Luke Skywalker Return of the Jedi one. And even now, it's like hundreds of dollars because it was an exclusive to like a certain New York Comic Con. I'm like, don't it's do this so to annoying. me. Dave Filoni okay. has a shit-eating grin in this travel I know. figure, <laughs> I, and I know. it is incredible. Like he just looks like he knows all the secrets that you wish you knew. You know, it's perfect. Which he does because he's Dave Filoni. Yeah, <laughs> they really committed to a jawline on this one. Yeah, it's perfect. Well, that, with the Black Series, you, you win some, you lose some. Um, or you, you guys happen to be aware of the uh, the Mandalorian exclusive? figure the one of pedro pascal oh they, i don't <laughs> they ruined his face oh i think i saw this let me let me look it up he looked he looks like the state puff marshmallow man <laughs> oh my god <laughs> let me see if i can i need to it's like it's, whatever it's so one is funny. unmasked right that's what you need to yeah do, yeah probably. yeah it's mandalorian a, a... figure unmasked just look up bad see. Oh, oh my god, yes, I have seen this. I, okay, it got turned into a meme, yes, where they just cropped the head, and I always wondered where it came from, and now I know it's from this series. <laughs> I just don't understand why some of these are so bad. Like, my dad designed toys for so many years, and it's not that hard to get the likeness correct. <laughs> no, and especially for a company like this. Like, where... you're Hasbro. You are Hasbro. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Hasbro has been slipping in these last few years, if you ask me. Why does his face look like he <laughs> ate a fish <laughs> and he just didn't like he... chew it? Like he just stuck the fish in his <laughs> mouth hole. Yeah, he's, he's chipmunking it. <laughs> he looks like he got stung by a bunch of bees. It's so tragic. Just his hair is terrible. His cheeks are huge. <laughs> it's so it's so sad but anywho <laughs> he 
he didn't look like that in the special at least um <laughs> i was very emotional of everything to do with mark campbell in that special i was not ready to just see how happy he was to be playing luke again and like honestly he had the vibe of like like he was playing luke again for the first time is kind of the vibe that i got from him like he was really excited to get back into like this iteration of the character and like was so honored to be involved in the process he, in such I think a way he was happy he was happy to be playing a luke that wasn't fucking miserable exactly yeah um and I think and a lot just, of people were happy to see that. <laughs> yeah, and it just made me very happy because it made me very happy for him, because he just had so many like mixed emotions in the and all the promos for the sequel stuff that it was nice to just see him like elated to be Luke again. It made my heart warm. <laughs> it was kind of nice seeing him like in he, they were in his backyard, right, where he was holding the child yes. and like, he tied on the costume again and everything. Yeah, it was nice yeah. to see how excited he was to just he, he did feel like honored to just be in that conversation again and welcomed back and how hush hush they were clearly had to be because they made a whole point of saying like it was a skeleton crew when they filmed that scene and like mm-hmm. yeah everyone was expecting Plo Koon but <laughs> it was Luke and yeah, a lot it's... of people a lot of people have been simping over the stand-in for young Luke and oh, I find that oh yeah that's me I'm down to <laughs> that's clown you? I'm down to clown for the young Luke standing. <laughs> Mark, listen, Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker was my first crush. Like, my absolute first crush at all. So, young Luke standing could absolutely get it. Okay, he, that's fair. He did look like him. Like, the, there was <laughs> like a very close resemblance with him. I totally got why they cast him. Yeah, the facial structure was very on point. Yeah. The thing that. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I think we're going to say the same point, so you go ahead. Oh, the thing that blew my mind was the fact that it wasn't actually anyone speaking. Yeah, wasn't for Luke because they did that whole segment on which I found really fascinating, where John Favreau talked about how they created like. Um, you know, like Luke's face and went through all the different techniques that they were thinking about using, like deep fake and stuff like that. And then he just lo- lo- like lands the bomb of like, yeah, and then we just downloaded a whole bunch of clips of Mark Hamill's voice and just made this AI talk with his voice. So all of the lines he's speaking, Mark never actually, he didn't do the voice acting for that. And I was like, you just blew my mind. How? How? Like, I know how, but how Soon still? Soon voice actors will become irrelevant <laughs> right it might are yeah because it's a thing called re-speech because i looked into it as soon as i saw it, and it's like yeah you can you can like sign a subscription for a month of re-speech for like 200 bucks and there's like already a catalog of celebrities and stuff that you mm-hmm. can get and like yeah. you can just make like hundreds <laughs> of hours of podcasts with you and the celebrity say, could we, pretending could we do a podcast with like ian mcdermott if he's on there, if not, we gotta right. feed that speech in. We gotta. This it reminded me a lot of the um, what's his name, um, the celebrity who um had died, and then they did a documentary, um, and they had him narrate the documentary, like an AI voice document it. What was his name? It was like Bourdais, right? Oh, Anthony Bourdais. Yeah. Yes, and yeah, um, the chef. Yeah. Yeah, and it reminded me of that. 
and just like this whole this whole thing is just so weird because like to think that people could make like a hundred years from now a like animated show about luke skywalker and just like use mark hamill's voice but just create it to have him say things is just so wild to me especially because mark hamill is such an incredible voice actor that he probably could have just sat down in the booth and like just made himself sound like young luke again um, so it's i mean maybe they've done that before and it hasn't panned out Oh yeah, I haven't that heard him with, try it in a while. Uh, it was um, was it Forces? Of, no, not Forces. I don't think it was Forces of Destiny. It was the other one. Hmm. Not Galaxy of Adventures. Maybe it was Forces of Destiny. Was it Forces of Destiny? It might have been. They had Mark Hamill come back and voice Luke, but like when he was with Yoda in Episode Five, and mm. he just sounded he sounded really off. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I figure he could probably get it if it was high stakes, <laughs> but I mean, this was probably the best way to do it, anyways. I mean, like he must oh, yeah. have signed off on it as well, and so it just blew my mind. I was like, oh my god, this is crazy. Yeah, that whole thing. What was the um? the like facial capturing rendering system that they had it also had a they name used they used de-aging um, de-aging but like like the vault has it's called the vault the it was it was oh, it the egg yes the oh. egg yeah because they they used the egg for a lot of the like post-production visual effects and stuff like that and yes they used it in conjunction with the de-aging stuff to have him sit in there and take all of that footage of like all of the angles of his face and then combine it with all of the footage that they had of the other angles of his face and like work to have artists basically animate and like it's, it was like a mixture of all of the styles that they talked about which i think was really interesting yeah that's that's always the most interesting part that i'm glad they show in this like they're just like here's our secrets at disney and they're just show yeah. all this new technology they're ahead of the curve with yeah like, seeing that's really cool and it's i so do awesome I did love how they like for five minutes they're like, yeah, this could totally be used for bad things. We're trying yeah. not to do that, but a yeah. lot of people could do that. Right. And like, like oh, John Favreau's like like whole rant about basically just like the deep philo- philosophical like use of this technology. I was just like, I wasn't ready for this conversation today, John. Okay. Like I'm already emotional because of this whole thing. And then you just, you want to have a serious conversation now. I'm not ready for this. Oh, I know. <laughs> this I loved it. Much. It was hilarious. It was really good. It that John was really Favreau good. It was really good at just make you have existential crises exactly <laughs> right in the middle of luke skywalker returning to star wars i know oh it was such a well done special though like i've been really impressed with disney gallery as a whole like even just from the first episode yeah. um they better do it with like all the star wars shows like all the big I hope ones so. yeah like, if i I, hope. I want one for boba fett and obi-wan those are the two that i'm like mm-hmm. most interested in even oh, andor yeah. Endor um, would be nice, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna just say all of them. <laughs> all of them, all the live if, action if shows. Give us a Disney gallery. It's just yeah. Easy to say all I mean, of them. I they likely will because of the Avengers Assembled show. I don't know if you guys have seen any of that, um, or no. it's like Marvel yeah. Assembled, or I forget. It's Assembled. I forget what the first word is. Um, but they basically do one lengthy episode for each of the live action Marvel shows so far. So I think they'll probably do something similar, where it'll probably okay. just be like Disney Gallery, and then instead of the subtitle being The Mandalorian, it'll be like, you know, Disney Gallery Kenobi or some shit. Yeah, like, if they're already showing Andor, like, behind-the-scenes stuff and photos, and, like, we've seen those already, I'm assuming that's from 
them creating that gallery stuff already. But that's Likely. yeah, that solo one is gonna be. <laughs> you get to see more Hayden for an yeah. hour. Yeah, absolutely. Behind the scenes again. You know that's yeah. gonna be a big deal. I'll cry. I'll cry just as much as this one. <laughs> but yeah, I really loved it, and it was nice to see he a lot of George in it as well. I liked that yeah. too. That was good very surprising Jorge. for me. It was yes, it was very nice to see good old Jorge back in the saddle for a little bit of it. it it's it's. It was nice to see how much he's been involved without them tooting it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's very clear that he was involved with so much of this show, and they didn't really say much about it. Like, they just say, have it's just, it's helped make the show what it is, and they haven't, like, used him for a cloud or anything like that, you know? Like, it's just... It, I, I would I would capitalize on the George Lucas clout if it were up to yeah. For sure. And so it was yeah. very surprising to me to like see in this special because I thought, okay, he came for that one episode, you know, like when you see the photo of him holding the child from on set, he came that one time, you know, he did his typical George oh, yeah. thing and then like left. But it was very clear from this that that was not what happened with this show, that he was very involved with the planning and production and everything. Um, and so I was very surprised that th we didn't see more of that um, in just this whole time that the show has been on. It was interesting. It is, yeah. Just to see how, like, all the stuff they're hiding. <laughs> it comes yeah. out on this, and they're just masters at keeping it all under wraps. Yeah. The the threat of 13 lawsuits, some reason, shut someone up from spilling the beans. So. Right. Because I was very surprised to see him in the Ahsoka behind-the-scenes episode as well. Yeah. Like, he was on the set of this show a lot. <laughs> Which I haven't really seen with a lot of the other Star Wars projects so far. So it's just nice. Well, he, he definitely wasn't involved much, if at all, with the sequel trilogy. Mm-mm. No. So that's why it was kind of, I don't know, kind of took me back a little bit. I was like, oh, gosh. <laughs> it's definitely a different vibe over here on this on this set, <laughs> I think. The, Thanks the to Church Dave Filoni. Filoni. Yeah. yeah. Church yeah. of Dave Filoni is bringing that all, yeah. all to fruition. For sure. I think there's no way that Filoni would have brought in Luke without talking to George. I think there's there's no way he would have done that. So, makes That's sense. That's a good point. Yeah, good mm -hmm. point. Like it, I I think he would have wanted his blessing on whatever he was going to do, especially because it was from this era of time. It's not like he was taking like an older or something like that. So, yeah. Well. Moving on from something that had his blessing to something that he probably has no idea about. <laughs> We'll move to this day in Star Wars history, where we're going to talk about a, I guess, a book series that exists, but a specific book that came out this time. So Jedi Academy is a set, I believe it has 11 books, if I recall correctly, and it's kind of divided up into like three main characters or like a chunk of books, and it moves along, but this one would be the 10th in the 11 series called Attack of the Furball. Attack of the Furball. I don't know anything about this book, Ryan, so I'm very excited. Well, the main character, Christina Starspeeder, is the <laughs> name. I think this is the first one she's in, and then she's in the 11th one as well. But she is at her second year. I think it's like kind of there's a first year that she was probably in the background of one of the other stories, and then this is her second year. She meets a Nexu, which the cat-like creature, if you'll remember from episode two, that 
Padme. Claws, claws Natalie Portman. Yeah, Natalie Portman <laughs> took Weird. out death, death she, to, the, to the cat creature. <laughs> they're big. They're big cat rats. They're cat. They're like cats with giant rat tails. You don't touch yes, Padme. They grow. <laughs> They grow big because she she finds this cute little fluffy thing which she names Fluffernut. And oh, I hate that. That yep. is bad. That's really cute. Fluffernut. Fluffernut. Yeah. Fluffernut. And she brings it back to the dorm and tries to like do the hide it in the lockers and everything like that. And this thing grows over fourteen feet tall, <laughs> and she has to kind of hide it. And yeah, they have to. It's like clawing up everything. It's chewing. It's essentially just having a cat, except does a lot more damage to the bigger stuff too. Yeah. So this is like, was this like when I washed your cat? Pretty much, yeah. What happened to your arm is exactly Fort, what happened to everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's everything. For, for, those, in the for those unaware, I watched Ryan's cat, and then one day or one night, I got up to pee in four in the morning, came back to bed, and under the bed was the cat who hissed at me and clawed at my foot. <laughs> Thus yep. making me collapse. Yeah. Which okay, was was this arrow was, or Twix? It was, it was an arrow. Twix. Arrow. Was Twix. arrow has never like tried to scratch I was gonna say, in his life. It is arrow that is a sounds saint. a yeah. thousand percent like Twix, and I love Twix so much. <laughs> Twix, he's a thick boy. Um and I love him to death. He's he's probably not as nice as Fluffernut, but <laughs> No. Yeah. Do you name this I... cat Fluffernut? I'll push for it. I think the uh, the chocolate bar theme is sticking for a while, but you could Fluffernut would make a good chocolate bar name, right? It it, it sounds like a uh, Three Musketeers <laughs> Fluffernut. Yeah, you could be like you could short for me, you know, give me yeah. the nut, you know. Go Fluffernut. No, you killed Going it. a little fire now. <laughs> you killed it. It's done. The bit's done. You've done it. <laughs> could be like have have assorted nuts in it. Perfect. Of like almonds, hmm. peanuts, peanuts, cashews. I always like the nuts where they're in the peanut, and I had to break <laughs> open the peanut. Maybe you know it was an allegory for working for what you get. You know, mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta get through the nut <laughs> to get to the nut. Yeah, use the nut to destroy the nut. Yeah, that's just life. So. That's just life. That's how it yeah. be sometimes. Oh, so I'm man. I'm looking at the cover of Jedi Academy Attack of the Furball and Isn't it, awful? it it is hilarious to me that the Jedi Academy just has like American high school style lockers. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, it it literally much. just looks like a early 2000s movie where like it's a California high school where the lockers are outside and she's just like there's just Jedi like there's just Yoda and this giant cat creature crawling out of this locker. It is amazing. And it, yeah, it's just funny how like Christina Stars Beater's face looks very different art style than the rest of their faces. Yes. She looks like she belongs in like the Judy Bloom universe and then mm-hmm. everybody else is like just regular Star Wars. It should it yeah. should also be noted that one of the what I'm assuming is teachers on the cover beside Yoda has their weapon drawn and ready to kill. <laughs> yeah. It looks like she is ready to kill Miss Star She's Peter in like a here. you know, she's winding up. She's gonna swing that shit. Yeah, yeah she's Fluffernut is going down. <laughs> Fluffernut and Christina are to be sacrificed for the greater purpose of the Jedi Order. Yeah. Yep. Because, yeah, pretty much this whole thing is she is hiding <laughs> Fluffernut and she does not want to get caught because she could get thrown out of the Jedi Academy. Oh, no. That's she's okay. risking it all. 
<laughs> she's risking it happen. all for fluff or not. Risking it all for fluff, as we all I, would. I never, I never really understood that, where you, you find like a, a, a rabid stray animal and you're like, I'm going to bring that to my school. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's something to unpack in therapy. I think it has think something it's... to do with, you know, like that, that abandoned child within you that's a little feral and it's just so sometimes there... it appears in the form of fluff or not. There are many indicators that the youth of the Jedi Order probably should have gone through some sort of organized therapy given yeah. given how they got to where they are, you know. <laughs> they never knew their parents, except Anakin. Um, you know, That turned out well. Yeah, yeah. it really worked well, out for him. If Anakin got therapy, I'm sure things would have been a lot different. If Anakin got therapy, there would be no Star Wars. There, I, be- there, was, a, there was a study from a university a few years back that was making its way around. Where somebody somebody was like in psychology class or whatever, and they um, they chose Anakin Skywalker for their project, and they they said that he exhibited like all of the signs of bipolar disorder. Yes, I so, know. Yeah, Anakin could have definitely used some help. He could have used some some therapy and some medication to help his chemical imbalance, and everything would have been fine. <laughs> you think? Yeah, I mean, well, chemicals, I mean, yeah. The therapy would have helped him at least get away from Palpatine, and that's the main thing. <laughs> well, could you imagine, like, a comedy series where he's getting, like, therapy, you know, soprano style, but it's Palpatine in a disguise as the therapist? I would pay $100 million for that. The $100 million that you're getting to pay for your Bojo Kakawao action figures, I would spend on the Anakin getting therapy from Undercover Palpatine TV show. That'd be great. That'd be terrific. That would be. <laughs> the close, start. the closest thing, the closest thing we got to that is the Darth Plagueis scene. Yeah, it's true. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> just seeing him be, but you know, it would work out because if he just like beheads Palpatine at the end of the therapy, then he solved all of his problems, anyways. Yeah, but then Palpatine's He's... just gonna essence transfer to Exegol. Oh God! Don't They'll remind come me. Back as ghost therapist. <laughs> ghost therapist. Ret- Return of the therapist. Ghost edition. <laughs> <laughs> it's that line from the Rise of Skywalker. Somehow the therapist has returned. <laughs> Somehow the therapist has returned. <laughs> that solves it. Yep, that wraps it up for me. I got no more questions. <laughs> Poor Anakin. Uh, Poor Anakin. <laughs> Manipulated <laughs> since childhood into becoming a tool for evil. Someone help him. <laughs> well, yeah, everyone at home, if you, it's only two years back. You can chase down that one. Attack of the Furball. Don't yes. buy this book. I'm gonna throw it out there. Don't buy it. <laughs> when I was when I was a kid, when I was a kid, I saw books with these kind of covers and these kind of stories. And you know what I thought said? Fuck that. Not doing that. Life's too short. Read a good book. Read Think of Fluffernut. What about Fluffernut? I want Fluffernut dead. I want his house burned <laughs> to the ground. Like I want him out. Listen, I'm just gonna agree with you only because you told the children to read Claudia Gray books instead. Claudia Gray is a saint. On that train. She's so, a terrific writer. Don't read A.K. Johnson. She sucks. She's a bad person. But we're not going to go there. Eat Claudia Gray, best Star Wars artist. I have so many questions about that, but we can move forward. <laughs> we can rant about, about E.K. Johnson later. <laughs> I'm totally fine doing that. I could do it for hours. Right. Well, uh, a couple weeks ago, Justin hinted at he would have a character of the week prepared. Yes. He's building up to it. Long have I waited. Was it Fluffernut? You gotta tell us now. 
No, it was... Fluffernut is like on the opposite end of the spectrum, whereas my character, I would sacrifice my loved ones just to see again. Fluffernut, I would sacrifice my loved ones to never even hear mentioned again. You know? Perfect. And uh, my character of the week, he's a very important character. He actually, through chain of events, might be responsible for the rise of the Galactic Empire and the slaughter of the Jedi Order. Um, but he also saved a lot of our fan-favorite characters. His name is, uh, Mieber Gascon. Now, <laughs> Rachel, I know Ryan knows who this is. Do you remember him? Because he's very, he's only in a few episodes. I don't. Very. I don't think so. But when I Google him, I recognize the photo. I just couldn't remember his name. There Mieber is a Gascon. famous shirt that is created that says General below him. Colonel. Colonel. Or Colonel, sorry, yes. Mm. Gotta be clear. Yeah, it's on my tea public. Check yes. out my tea public. Let me. I'm actually on my tea public right now. Did they, Disney take that one down? Let's see. If Disney <laughs> took down my Meaver Gascon shirt, I'm. Oh no, it's still there. I've sold four of them. Here, oh uh, I'll, I'll send you the link just so you can look at the design. I'm not yes, stealing please. my product. Yeah. I promise. We're gonna upsell that on our Twitter product. account now. Yeah, right. Uh, the I'm shirt is called. The shirt like is called. It. He has arisen. Oh my god. <laughs> I love it. Oh, uh, yeah. I love it. I mean, it, it comes in soft pink. It does. You can also get it as a, a sticker or on a mug. You okay, can even get a, 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 a COVID-19 exclusive mask. Yes. Specific, With Gascon yeah. on it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Amazing. it's perfect. It's really, it's it's one of my finer creations. Um, Meaver Gascon, he is a colonel, not a corporal. This is important. Because throughout the four episodes he appears in, he is constantly referred to by the Antichrist droid Whack as Corporal, despite holding the rank of Colonel. Now, he is assigned on a very specific mission to... I actually don't remember what he does. <laughs> oh, to steal a decoding module from a vault inside of an enemy battleship. Mm. And... He goes with D-Squad. Now, D-Squad, despite sounding like a D's nuts joke, is not. D-Squad is a squad of astromech droids made up of R2, QT, U9, and M5, as well as Whack, the Antichrist. Now, they 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 tell me Gascon, it's implied that he has been selected for this mission for the sole purpose of his brilliance, his strategy, his importance. But in actuality, it's because he's, he's small enough to fit inside an R2 unit. Perfect. Like less than a foot tall. I love that. Now, actually, one of the droids is sacrificed to make way for what's called the command post. Um, his innards are ripped out so that Meaver Gascon has a command post inside. How did um, I forget this? How do this, I have no recollection of this, this is horror? My, this used to be my least favorite arc in the Clone Wars after a bunch of the droid arcs, but it has slowly become like one of my favorites because it's an inside joke between me and my friends. That's amazing. Mira um, Gascon is he's a Zilkin. Um, I believe his concept art, or he came from concept art designed for Jar Jar, um, and he's voiced by Steven Stanton, who. Also voices Grand Moff Turkin and Ben Kenobi in Rebels. Now, Steven Stanton, despite voicing very important characters in Star Wars, his Twitter mostly is affiliated with Mieber Gascon fanatics, such as myself. 
<laughs> I've actually interacted with him several times. Um, and uh, yeah, so Meeber me, Gascon, they go, they steal the decoder module, and then they're on their way back, right? Easy peasy. They get hit, they get caught in a uh, asteroid storm of some sort, or maybe it's comets. It's not important. And they get stranded on a wasteland planet that's just a void. It's kind of like if you got stuck in like Detroit. I don't know. Mm. They, uh, but they're, go- <laughs> they're going. Sounds around. Right. Hmm. I said sounds about right. Sure. Yeah, Niebuhr Gas going to Detroit would be a cool spinoff. <laughs> All right. Well. Just hearing they get stranded on—that's like a good episode arc, right? That's all that arc lasted. Just them on that planet for one episode. Well, the arc is like four episodes, but one episode is—I think it's called a sunny day in the void—and they're literally walking oh around the void for twenty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> and it's the funniest thing. Um, the bait of that—that that whole watch. I remember these episodes well. <laughs> I was I like, yeah, this will only last 10 minutes. Nope, it's every like 40. Episode. I've watched every episode of this show multiple times, and I have no recollection of this whatsoever. Good. It's, it's like it's Good. like the bye-bye, man. Don't think about it, you know? Don't think it. Don't My brain it. suppressed the trauma or something. I have no idea. No, Mieber Gascon uh, on Abathur, they, they find a city. It's very similar to kind of Maz Eisley, Tatooine-esque, because it's in the void. Um, and they find a clone named Gregor who has amnesia. He's making burgers with uh, another fan favorite, Borkus. Now, Borkus is a male Celestian who... How do I describe Borkus? He's a big fat fucker. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's, he's very mean, and he's not nice to Gregor. He refuses him a raise in the first few scenes he has. Um, and Gregor will all know from the Bad Batch if you guys have watched that. Yes, Gregor came back in the Bad Batch, and he actually referenced getting blowed up on Abifer, Um See, which this is did. what's hilarious is I remembered Gregor, no recollection of any of the rest of it. <laughs> you see, this is insulting. Meeber Gascon <laughs> is a cultural icon. He has his own memorabilia. Thank yeah, you because- for, for preaching the word of you know, the frogman to me. I really appreciate it. I don't think it. you I don't think you understand how important to me Meaver Gascon is. None of you listening can see this, but to my my fellow recorders, right there is a signed picture of Meaver Gascon on my wall. I and, love it. Um it's one of my prized possessions. Uh Meaver Gascon is awesome. He um his, his relationship with the droids, it's, it's, it's a lot of character development. At first, he thinks they're just useless machines. And he comes to learn that they're actually his friends. How sweet. Except for the one that got ejected into hyperspace and violently torn apart. That one, we, we just necessary loss, I guess. Oh, um, just friend. collateral damage. Friend. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, so so getting to the last part of the arc. they First of all, they escape Abifar after restoring Gregor's memories. Gregor gets his commando armor back and he helps them steal a separatist ship um, which was being loaded with uh, I want to say Rhydonium. It was Rhydonium, which is a fuel. And uh, they steal the ship, they blow up the Rhydonium plant presumably killing Gregor, but he comes back and they escape to a Jedi cruiser and they go to the bridge and they're like, hey, what up? We're here. We're, we're back, I guess. And um, then they realize everyone on the ship is like a hologram. It's, it's, it's a hijacked cruiser that is going to 
come out of hyperspace at like a summit. Like it's kind of like the G7, except with military leaders and no Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Um, so they come out of hyperspace <laughs> and they're like, wait a minute, that Rhydonium that they were loading up, this ship is filled with Rhydonium fuel. So they're basically on a massive bomb that's on the way to blow up everyone, including Anakin, Obi-Wan, you know, Mace Windu, all mm-hmm. the best clone commanders. So Mieber Gascon, he's like, yo, we got to do something about this shit. It's fucked. Uh, and, uh, and, and they, they, they save the day. R2 actually blows up the ship with R2 still on it, but somehow he lives. Because he's R2. Him. Yeah, he, he's got plot armor, so they kind of find his head and repair him. Um, and Mieber Gascon is promoted. Uh, I don't remember what he's promoted to, but he's, um, he's, he's assigned for the rest of the war to work with D-Squad, which he starts, like, sobbing over. <laughs> and that's the last we've ever seen of him. Bring him back. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I don't think you understand how how wild Twitter would get if Meeber Gascon came back. <laughs> just wait. Just wait till the book of Boba Fett. Yeah. Guaranteed Gascon. Yeah, I we everybody wanted him to be uh, the mysterious figure that the Martez sisters talked to before it was revealed it was Rex. Oh my like god. In the hologram. Um <laughs> But Meeber Gascon, he's so iconic, he's so funny. Steven Stanton is wonderful. He replies to literally every tweet about Meeber Gascon. I will literally, when this episode comes out, tweet it at him, and he's probably going to either like it or reply to it. <laughs> it's what um, he deserves for his uh, master work. Imagine, like, you voice Grand Moff Tarkin, you know, Ben Kenobi, but you choose to em- embrace the Meeber Gascon. <laughs> Listen, life is short. Embrace so the Meeber Gascon. Gascon. He's a, he's yep. a short boy. He's like yep. less than a foot tall. <laughs> so I love it. Thank guy. you for thank you for blessing us. I think my favorite Meeber Gascon scene is when he's hungry after roaming in the void for so long, and he gets kicked out of the bar by Borkus, and he starts rummaging through his garbage. Did he find anything good? I think he found like a piece of cheese. <laughs> and then, it's and then Gregor sad. came out, didn't see him because he was quite short, and dropped a bag of garbage on him. <laughs> oh no! Um, so yeah, I need this to go rewatch great. I think those episodes. Funny, another funny part about this arc is when they're prepping for um, the mission, and they're like up- upgrading all the droids. It's like this German-esque scientist who's like an alien. He's modifying all these droids, and he's like, "Yeah, you got a cool laser. You got a big magnet." And this one droid's like, what do I get? And he's, he says, and I quote, it's not about what we're putting in. It's about what we're taking out. <gasps> um, because he took out the part of him that was basically his sentience <laughs> to oh, replace it. No. In that scientist, by the way, canonically, uh, went on to make the Death Star. Oh, yes. It's, it's so in the he catalyst. was a psycho. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. What was his name? Uh, I don't remember what his name was. That's okay. I'm just wondering if it would click for me since I read Catalyst. <laughs> I doubt it. It was probably just a reference. I don't think he was like a mm. major character. Oh, okay, okay. But yeah, that's that's Meeber Gascon. I loved it. So, I've been waiting for that. Yes. Justin. I've hyped this up. It's been a few weeks. <laughs> it, it was and just well knowing worth the Justin. Wait. Yeah, if, if Rachel remembered Gregor from that whole arc in Bad Batch, I did not remember Gregor, but because of Justin, Mieber Gascon has burned into my memory for That's all of That's hilarious. Time. I've tweeted so much about Mieber Gascon over the last year. Me and my friends, we drunkenly watched, like, on a sync party, 
the Meaver Gascon arc, and I've never laughed so hard in my life. <laughs> it is so funny. And it's so funny to me that it used to be, like, the arc that I was like, this fucking sucks. But now I love it to death. And you know what? I guarantee you George Lucas had a hand in that arc personally, because he loves the droid shit. Yeah, I'm sure. He loves the droid shit and, like, the the silly, humorous, like, little characters and all that stuff, so... <laughs> Yeah. Um, if you yeah. want to watch five minutes of droids just rolling over sand, watch that arc. Five minutes, <laughs> like twenty-five minutes. Uh, yeah. Just you know how some people droids. just have like you know the fireplace loop up on their TV. That's kind of what that arc is. Yeah. You just start on this arc. And it's just droids rolling on the sand. That's I would love much that. What that arc is. I, I would I would definitely love that. I like how this episode, like this arc, was followed by like one of the darkest arcs in the series. Also, it was followed by like a Darth Maul arc. <laughs> it set it up well with them literally gutting a droid to stick this little person in, and then he ends up on a bomb and has to try to yeah. avoid being part of a suicide mission. So so by av- by stopping the suicide bombing of the space station summit. He saved Anakin, which means he doomed everyone in the galaxy <laughs> through events. So what would you think if in the Suicide Squad, they replaced Starro with Mebergascon? <laughs> That'd be amazing. Like a giant Mebergascon? Like a giant Mebergascon that shot out little Mebergascons from his armpits. <laughs> that would be amazing. This sounds like the last Smash character reveal to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> the world wants more Mebergascon. Twitter has made that very, very valid. Um, Stephen Stanton wants more Meaver Gascon. <laughs> it's all up to Dave Filoni and the boys at Disney. Like, come on, <laughs> give us the Meaver. We need to start sending snail mail to Dave Filoni with just like fan art of him. <laughs> yeah. See if he gets the hint. Well, yeah. So I need I need more Meaver Gascon merch. You I just think last gotta- time I. Ch- on T Public, it's just me and my friend Chad who have Beaver Gascon shirts on the whole website. <laughs> you just gotta make you, more. It is. No, it is. I just looked it up. It's literally just my shirt and his shirt. That's so funny. <laughs> You'd think Beaver Gascon is primed for a stuffed animal, like a little stuffy. I would love a like a life size Beaver Gascon figure. So yeah. cursed. It is quite cursed. <laughs> but and like. Like Lotso, he just smells like sand. Yeah, strawberries. Meaver Gascon would smell like um, probably sand. Sand what does and sand droid even smell fuel. Like? Uh, droid fuel. He smells like. It depends on oil. the on the area, you know. Like ocean sand smells different than like mountain sand, desert sand. What about like the void? The void sand. It smells like nothing. This is so sad. <laughs> well, I, I will stop ranting about Meaver Gascon. <laughs> like it's an okay. Maniac. It, it went a lot longer than I thought it was going to go, too. <laughs> Listen, um, when you've got stuff to say about him, you let it all out. This is this is you know, if Anakin was allowed to rant like this, things would be different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anakin rants a lot in the Battlefront Two game. It's some true. Of his, some of his voice lines are really, really weird. Yeah. He, talk, he talks a lot about food. Yes. Well, I love the Battlefront 2 voice lines. 
They're so funny. They're hilarious. And speaking of games and little characters, we got the Lego series. We finally got Yay! some. The Skywalker Saga has a release date, has a new trailer. new trailer. I literally what? pre-ordered this game a year ago. <laughs> like, I pre-ordered it from Best Buy a year ago. I was like, oh, it's coming out around Christmas. Hell yeah, only got to wait a few <laughs> months you, for that. Did you order it around, or like, your console? Yeah, a PS5. Okay, I was going to say, it would be it would be funny if you ordered it for PS4, expecting it to be right. on the PS5. I know. Exists. No, luckily, at least, like, I ordered it for PS5, and I have a PS5. But I don't even know. Best Buy might have even canceled my pre-order. I don't even know, because <laughs> I literally it's ordered it like a year ago. It's had, like, 12 delays since it's been announced. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's been a mess. But we finally yeah. know now that it's coming out in spring of 2022. It looks really good. It does. <laughs> I um I haven't seen too much about it. I didn't get to like dive into it this week, but I did watch the trailer before we started recording. Um, and the the graphics I'm very impressed with. Like it looks really smooth. Um, I love the exploration aspects that they tease in the trailer that they revealed too. Like seeing, I think Ray has a little jetpack, and like <laughs> you can just do all sorts of fun stuff, like moving around the worlds and things, which I I love. I love that they showcased a bit of that. Same with the the ship battles. It reminds me of like the Kingdom Hearts three gummy ship stuff. It's, yeah, I'm. I love the Lego games. I have not played any of the Star Wars ones, and Justin what? like you. Justin recommended them to me, and I was like, okay, I'm for sure. And then he's like. Well, if you wait like a couple months, they're releasing the Skywalker saga, <laughs> and that was two years ago. Yeah, right. So you, uh... I've been holding my breath for this one. I would highly recommend the um, the original the original Lego game the the complete saga. You want the complete saga, which has the six movies. Mm-hmm. They're it's pretty short, all things considered, but it's it's very fun. I I I'm pretty sure it's the one that put like Lego games on the map. Mm-hmm. I've always so wanted I, to play a Lego game, but I never have, and I've been in the same like boat ever? where I've ever and because I've been mm-hmm. waiting for Skywalker Saga to be my first Lego game, and I'm you still waiting. Stream the complete I'm waiting. Saga. Oh, I will when it eventually comes out. No, no, the complete saga is. Oh, you mean like the complete saga? Yeah, yeah, I know. I feel like that would be a lot of fun. Also, <sighs> I then, know, also but I want to play have... Skywalker Saga so bad. But half the half the fun with the Skywalker Saga, I think, is going to be seeing. Um, how they do the same missions but differently oh yeah so that's true it's something to think about it's something to think about i was really impressed with the character designs too like one thing that really stuck out to me is the older look older older luke (laughs) i say look older luke character design looked really really good i was really impressed with that one for sure yeah it's i'm excited for this it's been a long time coming it's it's gonna be my first star wars one. i'm just gonna play all nine that way but i i may try and fit in the uh the original saga before then if that's only got the six and it's short yeah it's like pl- each each movie has like six missions but some of them are like stupid short mm. because okay. i played the marvel ones and the dc ones i've played all those ones and they're like a ton of fun yeah, yeah, i would yeah. highly recommend them so like the Star Wars one, I'm real excited for, but I've just been waiting for this game that was supposed to come out a couple of years ago. It's oh, so no. torturous, especially because I'm like low key obsessed with the Lego Star Wars like 
specials and shows and things like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I've watched them all, like, even Freemaker, like, Adventures or whatever it was called. Like, I loved those, too. And so it's just torturous because I love all of the Lego Star Wars shows and I'm just waiting. I'm just like, come on, please come out with this game. (laughs) Well, we hopefully... We'll not get another pushback. We'll have to wait like five or six more months and then we can all be playing it. Right, please. I mean, I, they showed a good amount of footage to where, you know, in the video game world, it's a good sign. If they had mm-hmm. just showed us like, you know, 10 seconds of a little teaser, I'd be a lot worried. But they at least showed us like two minutes of footage that looked pretty polished. So should probably be good to go in spring 2022. So if you guys haven't checked out that trailer, you can go look it up. I think there was a lot of info dumped too as well with the panel. Cause I know yeah, they did like a like Q and A. talked about, there's like 300 characters you can play as and collect. Ooh, um, and that's that's not counting the DLC that they're releasing, which they've already announced like six or, or like four or five seasons. Oh my God. Look, there's there- one for the Mandalorian. I'm pretty sure there's one for Rogue One. I don't know. I know for sure the Mandalorian one is a thing. Uh huh. That's it's so be a cool. Bad batch then too, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sure. It, it'd be nice if it had a live service where they just kept releasing content for a few, like a year or two. Mm-hmm. Like so, as the shows came out. If they got 300 plus, like they got big plans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's probably why it keeps getting delayed. There's just so much content. <laughs> um, we need more characters. That's what. This needs. <laughs> let's just throw more in there. It's fine. <laughs> But it looks really good. I'm excited. I feel like I've been waiting for this game for like an eternity. So it's good to see some updates. Nice to see some updates so we can update you guys whenever we get to play that one finally too. We'll talk about it. <laughs> we'll talk about Visions in a couple weeks when that comes out. And Heck yeah. Thank you guys for hanging out with us for this episode. Yes. I'll definitely thank stream you. the the lego skywalker Sock game whenever it eventually comes out so if you find me on twitch at destiny rachel you can experience with me there um but it just it just says spring 2022 so i'm hoping that means by may i'm hoping because i feel like june is summer (laughs) june is no longer spring yeah may you can get away with though that's fair that's probably a fair estimation oh yeah but yes Rachel over on her Twitch. And you can hang out with Justin on his Twitch. This and is on true. All my social medias at Thalasart. Thalasart. <laughs> you can find me at Ryan Starfire on all my stuff. You guys, you're so simple. <laughs> you got it down. Yeah, I, uh, I'm on Twitch at Destiny Rachel, and then I'm on Twitter at Destiny Rach. So that is me. Yeah. So if you want to hang out with us outside of this, there you go, guys. That's where to find oh, yeah. us. If you want to um, follow the podcast on Twitter, there is at the Senate Pod. Um, hashtag the Senate Pod as well. I always make sure that we tweet whenever episodes go up. So if you want to make sure you don't miss that, you can follow, you can turn our notifs on. Um, I will definitely be <laughs> tweeting out pictures of the merch that we talked about today and all of that stuff. So you can get some visual can you, can aids you for some, your. Can you tweet out some pictures about me for Gascon? Yeah, I'm going to tweet your shirt. Oh, oh God. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to promote that Tee Public Meaver Gascon shirt for the world to see. Hashtag Colonel Gascon. Hashtag yeah. Justice, Justice for, for, 
Justice for Meebridge, <laughs> Justice for Fox. We have yeah. too many too many Justice for hashtags. Yeah. You know, we could probably accumulate like a Suicide Squad esque group oh. of Star Wars characters. Yeah. There's a bonus segment right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just so. need to add in like JoJo, so Cal Well, and you're good to go. Yep. Oh, Cave God. the Batgirl. <laughs> um, Meeber. Meeber, of course. I don't think the footman, I think he's a little too high profile for. <laughs> yeah, he's the footman would not get arrested by the government. No, can't catch the footman. <laughs> that is indeed a prerequisite to joining the Suicide Squad. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. But hey, you can put Ahsoka in there. She's definitely been arrested like 80 times, so she can round out the group. She got arrested the one time, I remember, by Fox. She just, you know, she's oh, Anakin Fox and Padme's good, child. Fox is a good one to throw in there. <laughs> Fox would be like the Rick flag. Yeah. Yeah, for literally, sure. though. <laughs> uh, All right. Well, thank you for hanging with us. And thank you guys for yes. recording the pod with me. Oh, of course. Thank you. And we'll catch you guys <laughs> next episode when we come back around as well. And with that, we leave you with McClunky. Clunky. I almost said Splunky, but that's a video game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't like Spelunky. <laughs>